You know what we need? We need a radio show on the air, like maybe on Saturday nights, that talks about this kind of thing. Hi, Dr. Hoffman here. I want to let my listeners know about a brilliant Renaissance man named Dr. Arthur Perry. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. He's a distinguished, award-winning cosmetic surgeon trained at Harvard and Cornell with a practice in New York City on Fifth Avenue. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applaud you having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. He's written numerous medical journal articles, and he's contributed to textbooks on plastic surgery. Your remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. It's clear that when it comes to skin and aging, this doctor knows what he's talking about. John, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. <laughs> As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. And I uh, hope you're all enjoying this uh, Aging this really does sneak up on us, doesn't it? Weekend. Well, there is uh, something Mike, you can what, do uh, to help you have a little, as young uh, as you feel. Okay. Uh, you know, sometimes these things uh, happen in radio. It's uh, it's okay. Uh, all right. Let's 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 start the show over again, Mike. What the heck? <laughs> Dr. Arthur Perry, this is the show about you, the show about wrinkles, the show about, well, let's say jowls or fatty hips, if you want to call them that. Small breasts, big breasts, drooping breasts. That's what this show is all about. This is the Plastic Surgery Show. And... Uh, we call it What's Your Wrinkle here on WABC. You can become part of the show by giving me, giving me a call, 800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC. And uh, tonight we're going to be giving away bottles of, well, you know, uh, by popular demand, we'll do nighttime tonight. You know, nighttime is the one-stop shopping for skin care. It's got vitamin A, vitamin C, fruit acids, milk thistle. Milk thistle is a great antioxidant, and that's in nighttime. I believe that you should only have to use one thing at night. And, you know, maybe one thing in the morning. You can't have one thing just once a day because we have different needs at night and in the morning. In the morning, you have to protect your skin. You have to protect your skin from sunlight and toxins and things like that. But at night, you can feed your skin. You can uh, give your skin the things that it can use to really make a difference, to to beef up collagen production, and that's vitamin C, and to, uh, to even out skin tone and to exfoliate. That's the... Uh, that's the lactic acid in my nighttime. So we've got everything in there. Most companies don't do this. If you uh, if you go to the stores, it's uh, it's kind of you know very uh, I guess confusing is the best word. I mean they want it to be confusing for you because they want you to buy everything. You know you know what stores I'm talking about. You go in and they want you to buy a big big bag of stuff to put on your skin but that's one it's not necessary two it's probably toxic three you're not going to stick to a program that has many steps you just won't you might do it for a couple weeks then you'll lose interest in it so if you want a simple skincare program that's my nighttime all right tonight we're going to be talking about a lot of things in cosmetic surgery we're going to talk about a brand new breast implant it's not often that we get a new breast implant. And, you know, I, I, I suppose um, meteor storms are more uh, more common 
astronomically than uh, than us getting a new breast implant. You know, we've had uh, basically uh, maybe three different types of breast implants since the 1960s. We'll talk about those, and we'll talk about a revolutionary new implant that is now on the market. We're also going to be talking, since uh, maybe our topic would be breasts again today. It's kind of the breast season. We've done this for the last couple weeks. Uh, but we're going to talk about breast augmentations, breast lifts, and when is one appropriate? When is the other appropriate? When do you need both? So we'll do. We'll talk about that, and we'll also talk about you. We're going to take your calls. 800-848-9222. 800-848-WABC. All right. So let's uh, let's get right to it. There's a new breast implant out there. And, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a little different from what's been out there before. So let's talk a little bit about the history of breast implants. They've been around since the early 1960s. And in the beginning, they were made of silicone gel. And uh, in the, be- the very beginning, they were fairly hard implants. But people, plastic surgeons, didn't understand why women's breasts got hard after the implants were put in and it has a lot to do with technique and bacteria and what the implant is made of and, and just how the uh, surgery has been uh, performed. So back in the mid-1960s, uh, plastic surgeons responded to the hard breast problem with breast implants, the first generation, by making the implants very soft. And they did that by making the outer shell of the implant very thin, which was an enormous mistake as it turned out because that wasn't the reason breasts were hard after surgery. It wasn't the outer shell. But what did happen was those implants ruptured at huge rates. And that led to a lot of problems, not right away. We didn't see the problems right away. We saw the problems 10 years after implantation, 15 years later, that sort of thing. And we saw ruptured gel implants, not a good thing. Uh, So we went through a bunch of phases with breast implants. They were eventually taken off the market almost 20 years ago. They were taken off the market because uh, some people thought they made you sick. Uh, When they were put back on the market, it was only, uh, you know, uh, for a short period of time they were completely off, and then saline implants were all we had. Saline uh, is salt water, and uh, there's still uh, silicone gel, rather uh, a rubber on the outside. It's kind of like a water balloon, a saline implant, and that's what was available for many, many years. Uh, But the implants were proven to be safe. They were put back on the market a few years ago. And now we have a new generation. We have uh, not just the old silicone gel implants, not just the saline implants. Those are the ones that are like water balloons. But we have these things called gummy bear implants. They're a few years old now. And they're the ones that I use the most. Uh, They're more durable than the old implants. They're less likely to rupture. They're less likely uh, to get hard. Uh, But there's a new one now. And this is called the ideal implant. That's what it's named. I'm not saying it's an ideal implant. It might be. Uh, I haven't used it yet, but it's brand new. I plan on using it because I've read the information, uh, and there's enough data now that this brand new implant is a good implant, so I'm anxious to to use it. So what is this new implant? Well, it's a saline implant, but it doesn't feel like a saline implant. The problem with that saline implant, uh, well, it had advantages because if it ruptured, you got a drink of water and you didn't get that silicone gel spreading throughout your uh, your chest. It did not make you sick, but it was quite a nuisance. And I spent many, many, many hours taking silicone gel ruptured implants out of women. And uh, 
it's something you really don't want to have. And I'm talking about the first generation, those older uh, implants. So the gummy bear implants, I've never seen one uh, that has ruptured yet, but they're new. Uh, eventually I will see one, but when they do rupture, they don't spread the way uh, the other ones did. Uh, well, this new one is a saline implant, but it's uh, it's kind of a, an interesting um, way that it's been designed. There's multiple shells inside the implant that contain the uh, saline, so it doesn't feel like saline. There's no gel, so it is a, uh, it is a silicone outside implant and saline on the inside, uh, but it's one that doesn't feel like saline. So it's got some advantages. I'm anxious to use it. I'm anxious to see how it does in women. It is FDA approved. It's actually been FDA approved for a couple of years. It's not brand new, but the, but the thing is the company is just getting this implant out to those of us who are out there in the field actually doing this surgery. So, so it's the, uh, the new one. It's called the Ideal Implant. Look for it at a plastic surgeon near you. Lori, what can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Lori, are you there? Yes, I am. Uh, Lori, I think you're you're probably on your speakerphone. That's not going to sound great in Virginia. So go ahead and go <laughs> pick up your phone. Uh, okay. Well, that's better. Okay. Oh, go ahead. What's your question? My question is this: um, I have a wrinkle across the bridge of my nose, and I was wondering. Now it's horizontal. Okay, it's not vertical. Right. I was wondering: is there any kind of filler that you can use for that? No, no. Uh, good question. So that wrinkle is uh, is a connection to the forehead uh, wrinkles, the horizontal forehead wrinkles. So there's a muscle in the forehead called the frontalis, and it connects with a, a muscle called the procerus. Some people call it the procerus muscle. And some people crinkle that, that muscle on their nose and create what you describe, the horizontal wrinkle of the nose. More commonly, between your eyebrows, you have those 11 wrinkles, right? The uh, the the ones that uh, the Botox company likes to talk about, the 11s. And uh, yes. that's a different muscle. That's a different muscle. That's the one that brings the brows together. This is the one that, that uh, lifts up your eyebrows and also kind of crinkles your nose. So that's what you have. You cannot fill that with filler. You can't have anyone do it. Now, I know there are doctors out there that do this. And I cringe, not enough to create that wrinkle, though, <laughs> but I cringe when I hear that doctors are filling that wrinkle. And the reason I cringe is because that is the most likely area of your body to create blindness, blindness if it's injected, because the blood vessels in that area are do connect with the blood vessels in the back of your eye. And if the doctor is unlucky enough to inject a little bit of gel into the blood vessel. It goes into your eye and causes immediate and pretty much permanent blindness. So it's a forbidden zone. Also, there can be blistering in that area. There's, there's lots of reasons why not to fill that area. So the way we treat that wrinkle is with Botox, with a, which is a liquid. Uh, we use Botox. Or there's something new. I'll have you, uh, I'm going to have you hang up, but I'll, uh, I'll put my listeners on the front of their seats while they're waiting to hear what's new for that wrinkle. We've got to take a short break. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC, 800-848-9222. Stay tuned. I'm going to tell you a new technique to fill that wrinkle that Lori talked about. I'll be right back. Aging really does sneak up on us, doesn't it? Well, there is something you can do to help you look as young as you feel. 
I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. Schedule a consultation in my new Fifth Avenue or my Somerset, New Jersey offices, and we'll sit down for a full hour and come up with a plan just for you. This year, there are some great new procedures, like longer-lasting wrinkle fillers and the incredible InstaLift, which dramatically lifts your cheeks and jowls in a one-hour exam room procedure. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m., right here on WABC. At Spectrum Business, we believe in earning your business every day. That's why we deliver over 99.9% network reliability and don't believe in contracts. Don't have them, won't make you sign one. That's right. Spectrum Business, the provider of the best internet, voice, and TV solutions for your business, has no contracts. No contracts to get our best price. No contracts to get the fastest internet starting speeds. No contracts to get advanced business voice. And if your current provider has you stuck in a contract, we'll even get you out of it. So what are you waiting for? Take control and find out what it's like to work with a company that will earn your business every day. Now that's the way business should be done. Call 866-825-9012 or visit business.spectrum.com and get Spectrum Business today. You'll get the best internet and voice for your business with no contracts. Restrictions apply. Call for details. I'll bet you've all tried skincare that just doesn't work. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created skincare that really does work and is scientifically proven to decrease the visibility of wrinkles and splotches and smooth rough skin in as little as a month. The longer you use it, the better you'll look. And because I know that you'll only stick to a skincare program long-term if it's simple, I've combined the most effective ingredients into just one morning cream and one evening serum. My morning daytime SPF cream protects your skin with sunscreen and niacin, and my nighttime serum nourishes it with vitamins C and A, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. But some people say that the best part of my program is my invigorating and non-irritating clean time soap. This fall, use the WABC code to receive 15% off all my products on drperrys.com. That's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com or call 844-DR-PERRY. That's 844-DR-PERRY. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's Your Wrinkle? And we're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC, the phone number 800-848-9222. Before I forget, you know, it's Valentine's Day this week. How many of you have forgotten? I bet you there are some of you who have forgotten, but uh, we haven't here at uh, Dr. Perry's. That's a skincare company. So we have a special. Now, it's going to be kind of hard to get it to you on time. You had to have have uh, your order go out on Friday to be guaranteed to get it uh, for Valentine's Day. But, you know, if you've been married a long time, you just go ahead and tell her it's coming. You know, you'll have a uh, you'll have your special gift of Dr. Perry's skincare maybe a day late. Uh, and the Valentine's Day special, by the way, is 25% off all products. It's a great special. So you can really save on nighttime, which is uh, the nourishing serum for the skin. It's got vitamin A, C, A, and C, and 
E for exfoliants. A lot of people think it's vitamin E. No, no, it's E for exfoliants. We've got Daytime, that's a skin protector with an SPF 23. We mark it as a 20, but it's really a 23. That's our secret. There's Soft Time, that's the moisturizer. And the best soap on earth, it's Clean Time. And everything is 25% off. If you go to the website, it's drperrys.com. And put in the, the code. Here's, here's the secret code. It's Valentine. That's some secret, right? Valentine. You put that in, and you get 25% off. And it doesn't matter if you buy one bar of soap or hundreds of dollars of, uh, of skin creams. It's, it's, it's 25% off. All right. So we were talking with Lori a few minutes ago, and I was uh, talking about the, the wrinkle between your eyebrows, the horizontal wrinkle that many of you have. And it's kind of genetic. The way we get these wrinkles, by the way, and I really try not to to simulate the wrinkle when women come in and uh, and ask me about a wrinkle you know i talk to them about about botox and fillers and things like that and what i try not to do is make the wrinkle because the more you wrinkle the more you wrinkle <laughs> it's really true because it becomes a uh, a pattern of behavior that when you follow someone so uh, the, the way these wrinkles occur is in little children and they mirror their parents or people around them so if someone makes a face you know a kid makes a face right and if uh if your parents are kind of scornful and frown at you you're going to kind of mimic that and unfortunately that's how it happens so it's not genetic it's environmental, uh, but, you know, you kind of follow what your parents uh, or significant others around you, whether it's a housekeeper or, uh, or a good friend, um, kids tend to do that. So you grow up and you make that wrinkle. So the more you make the wrinkle, the more it wrinkles. So try not to. And the way Botox and Xeomin and Dysport, there's three of them, the way they work is they, they uh, paralyze the muscle so you cannot make that wrinkle. Uh, but in addition to that, um, you know, it kind of breaks the habit. That's that's a good thing. So there's a psychological component to Botox. And speaking of that, you actually feel less depressed and less angry if you use Botox. It's interesting. And you say, well, what is he talking about? You know, this is a self-serving plastic surgeon. These are psychological studies. When I read the first one by a plastic surgeon, I actually did not believe it. I said, it is self-serving. Uh, but then there's a lot of corroborating papers that were written by psychologists that women who use Botox and Botox-like drugs, and again, I kind of use that term generically, but it's Dysport and Xeom, and there's three of them. Uh, so if you use these, you actually feel better. There's less depression. It's, it's very interesting. Um, so your mood does mirror your appearance. So uh, kind of interesting. But anyway, back to uh, how we treat that horizontal wrinkle. We don't want to inject filler in there. And there's a fundamental difference between injecting filler and injecting something like Botox. So Botox is a drug. It's a liquid. If we happen to inject some into a blood vessel, nothing happens. But the filler, that's a gel material. It's actually considered an implant from a legal perspective. It's not a drug. It's an implant. And it's one that we inject with a needle. If I inject and am unlucky enough to get some of that material in a blood vessel, well, bad things can happen. We can uh, maybe get a little blister. We can lose some skin. 
or there can be blindness or even strokes. Now, I have to tell you, these things are very rare. Thankfully, I haven't seen it in my practice. I don't even know any plastic surgeon who has had a complication like that. However, it's certainly in the literature, and uh, you know, there's a very, very small chance of one of those things happening. I teach the residents the way to decrease the chance of one of those things happening is to use something called a micro cannula. That's a new thing in fillers. Uh, micro cannula is sort of a needle, but needles are traditionally sharp and the, uh, the stuff comes out the end of a needle. A micro cannula is blunt, so I can push it up against my finger and not hurt myself. And the stuff comes out the side. So in order to get that into a blood vessel, the stuff meaning the filler, by the way, in order to get that into a blood vessel, it really takes uh, kind of an effort. You have to do what's called cannulate the blood vessel. You have to actually place that little micro cannula inside a blood vessel far enough. I mean, that's hard to do. Uh, not impossible, but hard to do, uh, and inject and then fill up the blood vessel, and then it has to go uh, into the blood vessels of either the eye or the brain. That's how we get disasters. So we don't want those disasters, and we want to uh, not inject in areas where it's more likely to cause problems, and the most likely is right between the eyebrows. So we don't do filler there. If you've had filler there and you haven't had a problem, consider yourself lucky, but don't do it again. I strongly urge you and physicians not to inject filler in that area. You do not want to tempt fate. Now, there's something new that we can do, and that is, I've done this now in three patients, uh, we take something called PDS, polydioxinone. It's a type of a stitch, and we take it and thread it right underneath the wrinkle. I talked about this on the show a few months ago uh, before I had done it, and now I've done it, and it actually works. It does work. We thread that dissolving stitch underneath the wrinkle. There's no risk of blindness or, heaven forbid, anything like that because it's not a liquid. It's not a gel. It can't get into the blood vessels. It's just a stitch. We place it underneath, right underneath the wrinkle. And the interesting thing about polydioxinone, that's PDS. It's a suture we've been using for over 20 years. Uh, for all sorts of things. Every tummy tuck, every breast reduction, I use this suture. So it's nothing new. It's just um, that suture incites collagen, the production of collagen. Now, you might call it scar, yes, but it's collagen. And we get a little bit of collagen underneath that wrinkle, and it plumps it up. So it's very interesting. So I've done that now in three people, and I will be doing it in more. Uh, Botox, or one of those, is the uh, the method of choice for getting rid of, or lessening is a better word, those wrinkles. Uh, but that's a new one, and it does work. So, uh, all right, so that's, uh, that's that wrinkle. Let's go back to uh, the breast implant story. You know, I enjoy talking about that. It's actually the longest chapter in my book. It's called Straight Talk About Cosmetic Surgery. And the longest chapter in the book is on breast implants. I've been doing them for a long, long time. And uh, every year, either breast augmentations or liposuction, perennially one of those two is the most popular procedure in all of cosmetic surgery. And, uh, and the reason it's popular is because it's a fairly simple, straightforward operation, and it works. And the main issue that I have with people having breast augmentations is going too big. And one of the things that women... Often they come in and they, they think, well, I'm going to get my money's worth. <laughs> I'm going to get the biggest implant I can get. It's not about that. My attitude about cosmetic surgery is that you should do things to make you normal. Do things to make you 
average. Average is good. You know, you don't want to have the largest breasts on the block. <laughs> you know, the, I don't. I don't understand that. Uh, I really don't. And plastic surgeons should not be doing operations like that. They should not be making enormous breasts. Now, of course, there's a variant. Uh, you know, there's a variability in the normal size of a breast. And some women like their breasts small, and some women like their breasts large. And that's okay. I'm not talking about about um, you know the average and the normal size. I'm talking about enormous. You know, when people come in and say, I want to be a double G. Well, you know, I'm not the plastic surgeon to do that. I, I won't do procedures like that. They'll go to the next guy. And unfortunately, they're going to get it done. Uh, why should you not have implants that are enormous? Well, because the bigger you go, the more problems there are with implants. These are not perfect items. They're, they're implants. They're not part of your body. So the bigger you go, the funnier it will look. One of the one of the interesting things uh, that I've noticed in plastic surgery, and and more so 10, 20 years ago, uh, is that a lot of women would come in and they would ask me for, you know, the Playboy bunny look for the breast implants, and that means a bulging up high. And I would explain, well, you know, that's that's actually a complication of breast augmentations. It's not a normal thing to have your breasts right underneath your collarbone. Uh, but the problem is, back in the 60s and 70s and 80s, there were so many bad breast augmentations because of the way we did them. We put these underneath the muscle. Now we do what's called a dual plane procedure. And it, it gets a little complicated, but it's partially under the muscle and partially over the muscle. And it makes... Uh, the operation much, much better and much more natural. So but back in the old days, when so many women who had breast augmentations had that bulge up high, you know, that was uh, often the only people that women saw naked other than, you know, their close relatives were people in Playboy and other magazines like that, and they all had that look. So Women thought that was normal, and that's what you should get. And it's a really interesting thing in society where people want a complication. Another uh, area that they want a complication is some women want their eyebrows way up, like the Nancy Pelosi look. Now, I don't know if Nancy Pelosi had her brows lifted, but I suspect she did. Uh, and that's not a normal position. You know, the eyebrows should be at or just above the bony rim. They shouldn't be halfway up the forehead. So, uh you know, we're going to have to take another break, but let's get back to that breast implant story, and we'll talk about how I do a breast augmentation and uh, what you should look for in a, an operation and an implant. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC, the phone number 800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Aging really does sneak up on us, doesn't it? Well, there is something you can do to help you look as young as you feel. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. Schedule a consultation in my new Fifth Avenue or my Somerset, New Jersey offices, and we'll sit down for a full hour and come up with a plan just for you. This year, there are some great new procedures like longer-lasting wrinkle fillers and the incredible InstaLift, which dramatically lifts your cheeks and jowls in a one-hour exam room procedure. 
Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WABC. I'm Brian from 1-800-GOT-JUNK, and this is my main man, Tom, and my other main man, Tom. Neither rain, nor sleet, nor gloom of night will keep us from hauling away your junk. How about a flood? Not even that. Tornado? Nope. Blizzard? Nope. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. Hey, wasn't that a hit song in 1967? Brian, I wasn't even born in 1967. So what are you guys trying to say? When you've got junk that needs to disappear, all you have to do is point. Don't worry about how or if we can get there. We can. And we will. I love working with these guys. We're determined and highly trained and incredibly well-equipped. And we even have a good attitude. Well, I know I certainly do. I'm not so sure about you, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, we need to wrap this up. We work until midnight, seven days a week. So people never have to take off work to meet us. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back. Because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-700-0299. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now, 1-800-700-0299. That's 1-800-700-0299. 1-800-700-0299. Here's some great news. If you miss the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you signed up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program that's been around for 25 years, and they have hundreds of thousands of members all across the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $1 billion of each other's medical bills. Best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is about 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money. Think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have a lot to offer? Well, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. Here's the number to find out more, and there's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 855-41-BIBLE. That's 855-41-BIBLE. 855-41-B-I-B-L-E. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? What is your wrinkle? I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon. And for those of you who are just catching me for the very first time on the New York airwaves, where have you been? You know, I've been on the uh, radio on Saturday evening for uh, 12 years or so, something like that, since a very cold day in 2005. And uh, I've been sitting here 
every Saturday evening, much to the chagrin of my wife, who'd rather be at some restaurant or show. (laughs) But uh, what can I say? I enjoy the radio, and uh, we're here every week. And who am I? Well, I trained at uh, some pretty good places. I trained at Harvard in general surgery, and Cornell, right there in New York, did a burn fellowship in the 80s. That was uh, something else. And then I... uh, Went to the University of Chicago, which is uh, the Harvard of the uh, the Midwest. Actually, they call Harvard the University of Chicago of the East. Uh, anyway, I did a plastic surgery there and then a facelift fellowship uh, with uh, Drs. Baker and Gordon in Miami after that. So uh, a long training period. Then uh, joined the full-time faculty of Robert Wood Johnson, now uh, Rutgers, and that didn't last too long, a little over a year. I decided private practice was a better way to go, but I still have a role in the teaching program there. And I'm on the faculty of Columbia also. I'm an adjunct associate professor at Columbia University where I help teach the residents. And uh, that's who I am. And I do uh, real-life cosmetic surgery every day of the week. And uh, I, uh, I like both surgery and the non-surgical approach to making you look better. You know, some surgeons only are in the operating room. They uh, they really uh, they think that the uh, the non-invasive procedures aren't for them. But really, uh, if you think about facelifts, for instance, there's about 117,000 facelifts each year in the United States. And I always say there's about 65 million women who could use a facelift. And what's the difference? Why don't they have that? Well, of course, a lot of people don't have the resources because it's expensive. Uh, but a lot of people just don't want surgery and I can never figure that out since it's so much fun but a lot of you don't and that's why the non-surgical procedures are so popular that's why six and a half million people had Botox last year and something like 1.7 million people had wrinkle fillers and Althera is extremely popular that's high energy focused ultrasound and this new one called InstaLift that's the uh, the non-invasive jowl lifter with the uh, stitches you know we talk about non-invasive by the way and it's really not a great term because when someone puts a needle in you that's kind of invasive but we use that term to distinguish between surgery where an incision is made and usually you're in the operating room and you might have a general anesthesia or sedation as opposed to an office procedure, which is uh, the other things I just mentioned. But I think it's very important that we in plastic surgery go with the times because uh, that's where it's headed. I'll bet you, you know, I mean, hopefully I'll be around in 20 or so years, but I'll bet you that many of the procedures that we do with a scalpel, with a knife, make an incision. We're going to be doing with other techniques, things like very powerful Althera, you know, not maybe that company, but uh, they'll use ultrasound to uh, to make an incision underneath the tissue without, with you know, sparing the skin. And I think we're going to be using technology like that in the future, and it'll be just like Star Trek, where they kind of wave that thing over you and heal you. Uh, I really believe that. All right, so we were talking about breast augmentations and the, uh, the new implant we talked about that's called the ideal implant and uh, and we were talking a little bit about the actual procedure so how do i do a breast augmentation in 2018 
Well, I prefer right now the gummy bear implant. That's the one I, I like, although I'm very anxious to use that ideal implant and see how uh, I like that uh, because it does have some advantages over the gummy bear implant. But uh, we do this under general anesthesia, by the way. I used to do these under sedation, intravenous sedation. And then there were some reports in the literature uh, of the act of numbing up your chest can actually cause a pneumothorax. What is that? That's a collapsed lung. And I thought about it. In fact, there was even a death, I believe, in Livingston, New Jersey, uh, oh, almost 20 years ago, of a young woman who had an augmentation, and she was in the pharmacy afterwards, had some chest pain, and, and she died. And and you have to say, well, we have to look at these procedures and how we're doing them. And, and after a careful thought and speaking with anesthesiologists, I decided that uh, general anesthesia, well done by a board-certified anesthesiologist, is a lot safer than doing a lot of these procedures under uh, local anesthesia or sedation. And it sounds, you know, contradictory, but if you really think about it, it is true. So I like to do breast augmentations under general anesthesia. We make a uh, an incision underneath the breast. We do not want to make incisions around the areola or, heaven forbid, in the armpit. And there's a bunch of reasons for that. And one of the most important reasons is that those incisions, you're more likely to get hardening of the implant. You're more likely to also get rupture of the implant. And in fact, there's a lot of talk right now about the reason for hardening of implants. And there's a there's this thing that plastic surgeons have, this 14-step protocol to decrease the chance of that. And one of the one of the tenets of this protocol, one of the pieces of the protocol is to make the incision underneath the breast. That means in the crease. And that is a safer incision because uh, we can uh, we cause less leakage of bacteria around the implant. There's a whole bunch of technical reasons. I won't bore you with it. Uh, but that turns out to be the best incision. Also, the least chance of getting a displaced implant. It's too high or off to the side. Uh, very, very rare with that particular incision. The one that you really don't want is the incision through the belly button, by the way. Can you imagine that? Make a little incision through the belly button and tunnel up to the breasts. This is a technique that there aren't many plastic surgeons that do this. And the ones that do, they advertise, you know, no incisions on the breast. Yeah, except for the fact that you have to push this implant through a metal tube, <laughs> sorry, from your belly button all the way up to your breasts. And I think it's a terrible operation. So I don't do that one either. So I do the, uh, the operation in most women in what's called the dual plane. And that means it's partially under the muscle, which is really very good for you because it spares you, uh, it allows you rather the ability to have a breast lift in the future if you've had an, an implant placed underneath the muscle. But by doing it partially in front of the muscle, it doesn't give you that bulging that I talked about a few, a few uh, minutes ago, the bulging uh, that so many women in the 1960s and 70s and even 80s had uh, before the dual plane procedure was uh, perfected. So this is one that most of us do now. It's called, uh, again, the dual plane. And, uh, and that's how I like to, uh, that's where I like to place the implant. Sometimes I will place the implant above the muscle. And the advantage to that is it hurts a lot less afterwards. And if we want to quantitate pain, by the way, you know, if I place an implant in front of the muscle, most women do not need any pain medicine other than Tylenol. And that's very interesting, isn't it? But if I place it in the dual plane, I'm actually cutting through the muscle, and that does hurt. And that requires three to four days of a narcotic, which is a bad word now. You know, in society, 
my goodness, if a doctor prescribes a narcotic, that's a terrible thing, right? Well, you know what? Uh, sometimes it's absolutely necessary, and we try and limit the amount and the number of days on narcotics. Uh, and I rarely, rarely will go beyond three or four days. And by the way, there's only two operations that I really do prescribe narcotics for now, and that's tummy tucks and the breast augmentation where we go through the muscle. A breast reduction, usually we don't. I mean, if you ask for it, if you have discomfort, of course we're going to give you a prescription for pain medicine, but Tylenol works very, very well in most cosmetic surgery. So we place the implant in the dual plane. We place an incision underneath the breast. That means in the crease under the breast. And we make what's called a pocket. A pocket is uh, the area that we place the implant. And we make it nice and tight so the implant doesn't move around. And we close it up and do the same thing on the other side. And voila, in anywhere from an hour and a half to two and a half hours, depending on your anatomy, uh, you went from an A cup to, you know, a C cup or maybe a D cup, but I'd rather have you go C cup. And again, the reason I prefer smaller augmentations is because your drooping will be less if you're not as big. Complications are less. You look more natural. You know, so that's that's how I do it. There are certainly lots of doctors that go enormous. I'm not one of those. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. The phone number, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. That's 848-9222. And I did want to mention, once again, uh, my good friend in Highland Falls, New York, Bobby Fallon. And Bobby has a property. I'm going to cough, unfortunately. <laughs> Where's the cough button, Mike? I don't see it on this one. All right, so sorry about coughing. I don't have the flu. And by the way, did you all get your flu shot? I really hope everybody did. And if you're telling me that, if you're telling me you're not going to get it this year because you never get the flu, it could be the mistake of your life. But anyway, back to Bobby Fallon. Her phone number, 845-446-2238. She's got the property at 173 Main Street in Highland Falls, New York. It's still available. Apparently, turned down a couple offers. That's interesting. Uh, but that is a great property. There's a two-bedroom apartment, a one-bedroom apartment, and an office on 0.8 acres, less than a mile from the West Point Gate, Three. $198,000. Can you imagine that? You can't get anything like that in Manhattan. You can't even get a studio for that kind of money. So give Bobby a call, 845-446-2238, and ask to see the property at 173 Main Street in Highland Falls. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. Stay tuned. There's more of the show. I'll bet you've all tried skincare that just doesn't work. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created skincare that really does work and is scientifically proven to decrease the visibility of wrinkles and splotches and smooth rough skin in as little as a month. The longer you use it, the better you'll look. And because I know that you'll only stick to a skincare program long-term if it's simple, I've combined the most effective ingredients into just one morning cream and one evening serum. My morning daytime SPF cream protects your skin with sunscreen and niacin, and my nighttime serum nourishes it with vitamins C and A, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. But some people say that the best part of my program is my invigorating and non-irritating clean time soap. This fall, use the WABC code to receive 15% off all my products on drperrys.com. That's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com or call 844-DR-PERRY. That's 844-DR-PERRY. 
Guys, looking for a great Valentine's Day gift for your wife or girlfriend? Then treat her to the very best this year with the world's softest pajamas. Available exclusively at pajamagram.com. Created by a team of pajama experts, the world's softest pajamas are designed so they're lighter than a cloud and softer than a bunny. They're like cashmere, but without the high price. She'll love the way they feel, the softness, warmth, and comfort, and you'll love the way they look. More than a gift, they're a feeling, an invitation for her to relax and unwind. The world's softest pajamas are available only at pajamagram.com. Visit today and spoil her with something she'll love all year round. Plus, the best part is you don't even have to wrap because every pajamagram includes free gift packaging and Valentine's Day delivery is guaranteed. So visit pajamagram.com or call 1-800-GIVE-PJs. Aging really does sneak up on us, doesn't it? Well, there is something you can do to help you look as young as you feel. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. Schedule a consultation in my new Fifth Avenue or my Somerset, New Jersey offices, and we'll sit down for a full hour and come up with a plan just for you. This year, there are some great new procedures, like longer-lasting wrinkle fillers and the incredible InstaLift, which dramatically lifts your cheeks and jowls in a one-hour exam room procedure. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m., right here on WABC. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? What is your wrinkle? I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is the show about you, and you can become part of the show by giving me a call, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. You know, every show, I get emails during the show. It's so funny because... You're anonymous. I mean, people don't know who you are. If you ask me about your breast size or something like that, no one's going to know unless you say your name. Every now and then someone uh, pops their name into it. Don't don't say your name, and that way you're anonymous on the radio. So uh, I can never figure out why I get all those emails. It's better to actually call me. All right, so we were talking about breast augmentations, and one of the common questions I get from women is, I'm not sure if I need a lift or an augmentation. That is such a common question. And the answer is actually pretty simple. Are you happy with your size in a bra? If you're happy with your size in the bra, then the implant is out of the question as far as I'm concerned. Why bother putting an implant in if you're happy with the size? And some plastic surgeons have the attitude that, well, if we put an implant in then we can kind of lift your breast with the implant. Well, that's true in some cases, in some cases. With a a minor degree of droop, the implant will fill the mismatch between your volume and your skin. But, again, who needs all the issues with implants? And what are the implant issues? Well, you know, they're, they're great items. I do implants all the time, and women are very happy with breast augmentations. But... Don't have a breast augmentation if you're not willing to have MRIs, that's right, MRIs of your breasts afterwards. 
And what does that mean? You know, that's the single biggest issue with putting an implant in your breast. The implants block breast tissue on mammograms. And the studies show that anywhere between 3 and 60% of your breast tissue is blocked when you have a mammogram if you have an implant in. That's an astounding statistic. And even if you're in the 3%, so only a very small amount of your breast tissue is blocked, well, you know, what if you get the breast cancer in that area that's been blocked? Well, that's not so good, right? You know, because then you lose the ability of mammograms to see years before you can feel something in your breast. So the FDA recommends MRIs. Uh, they, they, but they recommend them for different reasons. They recommend MRIs three years after your augmentation and then every two years thereafter to look for rupture of the implants. Yes, that's important. But what's more important is detecting breast cancer, obviously. And so I recommend the schedule at least every other year. And there could be an argument that you should do these MRIs every year. And the difference between an MRI looking for a rupture and looking at uh, for breast cancer is that you do not need the contrast agent, which is called gadolinium, if you're looking for rupture. You don't need that. So you can just go in. It's a pretty simple MRI then looking for rupture. But the radiologist will tell you that uh, an an MRI without gadolinium is not so good at looking for breast cancer. So in my opinion, you should be having the gadolinium because you're looking for breast cancer. That's that's what we're doing. We want to make sure that you're safe. And that means, uh, you know, insurance companies, they're not going to be interested in paying for your MRI unless there's a good indication. And implants are not an indication as far as the insurance companies are concerned. A lump is, of course, um, you know, or something else suspicious, maybe something suspicious on a mammogram, and they might recommend an MRI. Uh, but if you're just having routine surveillance, well, you're not going to get your MRIs covered by insurance. And that means anywhere from one to $2,000 for an MRI. So, you know, the way I look at it is if you drive your car, you have to pay for uh, insurance, right? And it's going to be, depending on your record on the road, anywhere from a thousand to a couple thousand dollars a year to drive your car and buy auto insurance. And sort of the same thing. If you've got breast implants in, you have to look at it this way that you're going to be spending money on maintenance for, uh, you know, that maintenance to look for surveillance for breast cancer with an MRI. And your insurance company is not going to cover that. So, So that means if you're unsure whether or not you should have a lift or an augmentation, that question that I asked you a few minutes ago, you know, are you happy with your size? If you are happy with your size, then the last thing you want to do is put an implant in there and open up that can of worms. So then we do a lift, if that's the case. So if your breast is drooping over time, and what causes your breast to droop? Well, you know, some teenagers have droopy breasts, but often It's after pregnancy because when you gain weight in pregnancy and you gain breast tissue, the breast tissue grows and it actually squeezes and puts pressure on the fat of your breast. So if you look at your breast size after pregnancy, most women, not all, but most women will say that their breast size is actually smaller after pregnancy than it was before. And that is because the breast tissue has actually destroyed some of the fat in the breast. So you get a mismatch of breast tissue and skin, 
and that means if you've got too much skin, not enough volume, then you get drooping of your breasts. And that is when we do a breast lift. Now, what is a breast lift? It is a very, very high satisfaction procedure. In fact, I cannot think of a woman who I did a breast lift on who didn't say, I wish I had done this sooner. And it's really true. It is such a high satisfaction procedure, even with the scars on the breast. And maybe it's such a high satisfaction procedure because I really counsel women beforehand. And if you're not willing to accept those scars, I mean, I really lay it out. The last thing a plastic surgeon should be doing is marketing a procedure. You know, you say, well, I'm on the radio talking about these things. But I'm talking about a legitimate consultation. And we talk about the risks and the benefits of a surgical procedure and plastic surgeons are not supposed to sell a procedure that way they are supposed to offer a procedure if it's something that sounds good to you so uh, and it's something that you want so so what does that mean well you know if you uh, if you are not willing to accept the scars on your breasts then you should not have a breast lift so i show women pictures of uh, of breast lifts where I might show an excellent result where you can hardly see the scar, but I also like to show not-so-good scars. And you say, well, Dr. Perry, I thought you were a good plastic surgeon. How could you not have good scars? Well, you know, fact of life is that every plastic surgeon has a range of results, and I can't guarantee anyone what their scar is going to look like because this is genetically predetermined. About 90 to 95 percent of women heal with very good quality scars. And you look at your breasts a year later and you say, wow, I can you know, barely see these. That's, that's really very good. But about 5 to maybe 10 percent of people heal with red raised scars and widened scars. And there's nothing that the plastic surgeon is going to be able to do. We could use the best technique possible and use the best sutures. Those PDS sutures that I talked about a little while ago, when I switched from dissolving sutures that dissolved in a few weeks to the ones that took six months, that's the PDS, well, my scars got much, much better. But, but there are still going to be people that heal with red raised scars and... You know, so I show those to women because you have to see that. Because I don't know, unless you've already got an incision on your breast, I don't know if you're going to be the one that gets the great scar or you're going to be the one that gets the red raised scar. That takes two years to settle down. You know, so, uh, so you have to see that. You have to make a real good decision. Is it appropriate for me? And it's most, uh, you know, it's difficult, certainly uh, before marriage, you know, it's difficult before, um, you know, before you're a little older. And, you know, that's just fact of life. You know, if you're older, you're going to be more willing to accept scars on your breasts than if you're younger. It's, it's, it's a tough thing. But the trade-off is a good one because the shape of your breast with a breast lift is usually quite good. And we restore the youthful appearance. And a lot of women have asymmetric nipples or areola. You know, areola is the pigmented area around the uh, nipple. And with or during a breast lift procedure, we can centralize the nipples and make you more symmetrical and, and uh, improve the symmetry of your breasts. And sometimes we'll take a little bit of breast tissue off of one side and not the other. Uh, technically, that then becomes a breast reduction as opposed to a breast lift. Um, and often we'll do that. I did one of those last week where uh, just a little bit of, uh, of breast tissue was taken off of one side to even out the breasts so that they were more symmetrical. So a breast lift is a cousin then to a breast reduction because the incisions are exactly the same. The difference is with a breast reduction, we're going to be removing tissue. 
And so if you're a big D cup or above, you might say, you know what, when I go for my breast lift, maybe you want to make me just a little bit smaller and lift the breast up, lifts, lift the breasts up and improve the symptoms that I'm starting to get, the strain on my neck, the back pain, maybe some rashes around the breast. So there's kind of a, a continuum of procedures from a breast augmentation to a breast lift. Sometimes we do a lift and an augmentation. That's a difficult operation for a plastic surgeon, by the way. Uh, and then going all the way into a breast reduction. Uh, and sometimes people have both. What is that about? I just did a breast augmentation on a woman who had a breast reduction 10 years ago by someone else. And then she had pregnancies and her breasts got very small afterwards. So I put implants in last week. So it's very interesting. And your plastic surgeon will sit down with you for a good hour and go over all the risks and the benefits of these procedures. And then you can make a good decision. Well, this hour has flown by, and of course, at the end of the hour, I always get the phone calls, but we can't get to them now. We'll have to have you call next week at 6 o'clock. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon. This has been What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. Check me out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dr. Arthur Perry. And if you're interested in the products, it's drperrys.com, D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com. Go to the website. Don't forget the Valentine code. Valentine. You get 25% off anything you buy today. And I think that expires Sunday night. All right. We had a great time. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for great engineering. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. Bye-bye now. Happy Valentine's Day. This program was sponsored by Dr. Perry's Industries, LLC. The views expressed by the preceding program are those of the sponsor and not necessarily the opinions of 77 WABC or Cumulus Media. 